and welcome to the first ever episode of An English Evening with me, your host, Zakaria Aitouris. Interesting thing happened just now. Um, I was sitting here for a couple of minutes, not minutes, about 30 minutes up to an hour just thinking about what exactly am I going to say and how am I going to go about this and at that at this moment I realized that I'm doing exactly what I've been doing for the last couple of years definitely for the last couple of months um, the thing that really stopped me from starting this podcast which is which is actually procrastinating and blaming the idea of not having the perfect um, set the perfect thing to talk about the perfect microphone the perfect camera the perfect everything and I was just wondering like who do you think you are just to demand that you, the beginning of something that you're doing should be as perfect as someone's like career um, and it's then when I realized that what I should do is just to start and if it's anything that's interesting then it's going to be and if it's not then it's not going to be and it's just it is what it is and the most important thing that I should do is to actually hit the record button on my uh, camera hit the record button on my microphone is just to to start there's some kids outside playing but um yeah so Welcome to my first ever episode of An English Evening, um, and today's main theme is the idea of starting something new. I realized, why not talk about something that I'm going through right now, which is starting something new and having, quote-unquote, the courage to do something new, and then hopefully that would help someone if you have an idea of starting something that you're not really 100% um, you're not 100% um, you don't 100% believe that it's going to work or you don't really believe that it's worth it or you don't have the courage in yourself and the self-confidence to start it so why not explain to you what I'm going through right now and yeah so the first thing that I'm struggling with is the idea of of looking stupid doing something new and perfection and the will to look stupid because those two things cannot ever exist especially when you're starting something new you can never be perfect and the moment you realize that you you are something new and the moment you say to yourself that I'll give you the permission to look as dumb as you can look but it will not be something that's permanent because it's the beginning of something and it's it's quite permissible to look dumb and look like a fool when you're when you're starting something new and that's what i've trying to do that's what i'm giving myself the permission to do is the permission to look stupid the permission to make mistakes and i'm counting on you if i ever make a fool of myself to just like say that what I said is not true or what I said is not um, is stupid and hopefully we can correct each other and hopefully we can learn from this experience because this is a new experience for me and for the people around me um, dealing with the idea of me like becoming like a podcast or whatever this means because it, it is something new and it is something that's uh, challenging for me and we need new things in our lives because what I'm, what I am becoming more and more aware of is the idea of once you're comfortable and once you think like, oh, I'm actually relaxed, I have like a normal job, I have like a daily schedule, a routine um, that's making me feel happy and comfortable, which is not mainly a bad thing, but what's, what, what is a bad thing is um, jeopardizing or or having an idea of starting something new and jeopardizing that and saying no I will not start that new thing just because I've worked so hard to to find or to to accomplish this level of comfort 
that I am in right now. So why should I jeopardize that for this new idea or this new concept that I'm working on? So that's another thing that I've been struggling with because at this um, at this era of my life, um, I work. I have a part. I have a great part time job. I just finished my MA, which is something great. I just finished my master's degree this uh, this just this week, and I went out. I celebrated with some friends. We had some fun. Uh, we had some good times, and it was good. So I kind of fell into that comfort zone of having my uh, good part-time job, of having my studies, and some of you might know that I've always been interested in the idea of creating content online, and when I had the idea of doing a podcast, and I just became more and more afraid of starting something new, especially given the fact that I've stopped creating content, I stopped creating content for the good part of the last maybe two years. Uh, just because of the masters, just because of work. So I had to prioritize those things first. But once I established that level of comfort, that level of stability between work and, 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 and studies, then the idea of coming back to content started to, to, to come by. And then I started to think, oh, I'm going to start again. I'm going to start a new concept, something that I'm not aware of. What if people don't like it? What if I'm not really that good at it? Which which are like legible concerns with um, the idea of recording a podcast, a long podcast and dealing with the, the editing and dealing with the recording. It's not something that's easy. So it's, e it's quite normal to have those concerns of, um, of what if this doesn't work because you are making an effort. You are, um, I wouldn't say wasting your time, but just like, given your time to something and if it doesn't work it really really sucks and I really want this to work but the only way to find if it's going to work or not is to actually try and I've been procrastinating and, and, and putting this off for so long that the time came when I was just I had to look at myself in the mirror and say that if you don't start now you have nothing to blame but you, you there's there is no uh there is never going to be a perfect time where you have the perfect camera if you have the perfect camera now another camera would come if you have the perfect microphone now another better microphone would come if you have like the perfect studio where you can hear no noises whatever there was there will always be something that you're missing there will always be something that you can use as an excuse um not to actually do it so i had to be true uh, with myself and I had to be I have to give myself a little um, a little tough love to just uh, to just face the truth that yep yeah, if if you really are committed to this as much as you say you are there's no there's no better time to start than now so yeah so what happened the last couple of years uh, for me what happened is um, I started um, my master's, which was like a new beginning for me. Um, I started my, I, 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 I enrolled in a program called um, um, Moroccan American Studies, which is like a cultural program, uh, a cultural comparison program between Morocco and America. Like roughly speaking, there is a lot of things or there are a lot of things uh, within that uh, program, but roughly speaking, it's a cultural comparison between the two countries uh, or the two societies. So that was really interesting for me because I've always been, um, I'm a guy who really likes to study. Uh, I'm, I don't mean like always being in a classroom, but I always have the idea of just like consume as much knowledge as, as, as I could consume. Um, give, especially now that I'm still, roughly speaking, that I'm still young, I still have time to just like, study and work at the same time so I was like I definitely need to have my master's degree because I need to get my doctorate degree so that I can um, possibly become a, a university professor which is another goal of mine so I started doing that and I didn't have time to produce the content that I used to produce um, which were like videos on YouTube and vlogs uh, I used to do like a lot I came to a point where I had like 
more than 70 videos, more than 60 videos on YouTube. And it wasn't going that well, but um, just the idea of creating vlogs, making um, uh, fun videos with friends and making like interesting videos about books, about writing, about, about what I do. Um, that was an interesting beginning to the, the world of content creation. It really, really helped me with uh, the sales of my books. Um, it really helped me with gaining some uh, some some audience that's interested in what I do. But it came a point where I had to delete most of those videos because, um, well, the main reason that I can think of is that people change. And there are a lot of things that I used to talk about or a lot of things that I, that I, that I did talk about, that I did discuss. And when I look at them now, I, I realize that I changed so much that I either think that that's not true or the world changed so much that that's not really true right now or I was not really truthful in what I said and I was saying it to gain some kind of, um, I wouldn't say fame, but just some kind of an audience and most of the things, the reason why I deleted most of the things is just for the simple reason that it's not me right now. And I feel like if I keep those things, it's just, it's a misrepresentation of who I am right now. And I don't believe in most of those things, which was one of, which was like the main reason why I was so afraid to create content again, because I became afraid. Like, what if I say something right now and I look at it a year or so afterwards and I realized that, well, I don't believe in that anymore, or I realize that I'm lying, or I realize that I'm not speaking something that's true, or so. and I had to just like, well, so you correct yourself, you change who you are, and 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 you move on because that's what life is about. It's about constantly readjusting yourself and the way you see things and the way you conceptualize things to the best way that you can and hope that whatever comes out of that little thing of your perceptual abilities is something that's really interesting and that people like and that you are proud of so that's what i am doing right now i deleted all those videos most of them at least and i just i had to start again and start with something that's really interesting and start with something that's really challenging for me something that's going to keep pushing me and hence came the idea of starting a podcast so you might wonder like why change from vlogs to a podcast well besides the reason of deleting the vlogs because it's just realized that it, they were fun yeah, we used to hang out with guys, we used to go out, have some fun, just do stupid videos sometimes, and at the same time, try to produce some kind of beneficial content, talking about giving life advice, giving um, writing advice, reading advice, etc., something that could be beneficial to people. And uh, the idea of a podcast is, first of all, a challenge to me, uh, because it's not very easy to just like talk for maybe 30 minutes up to an hour without sounding stupid. So I had to give myself like some sort of an intellectual challenge, uh, a speaking challenge, if you may, because in order for me to speak for 30 minutes, I, I at least have to have some kind of a background knowledge of at least like an hour or so, so that I can talk and make sense of what I talk and not just ramble around about stupid things. So, yeah, the idea of a podcast is to, first of all, for me, to challenge myself to be as precise as I can be, to be as articulate as I can be, to deliver a message and, and to talk for an hour or so about something and make things as interesting as, as they could be. And um, especially in the English evening podcast, because the theme of an English evening podcast will, um, so today we're talking about starting something new and 
maybe next week it will be another theme and I have to in order for me to just like make a nice introduction a 20 minute presentation or a 20 minute talk about the next topic that's going to be like next week I have to research I have to read a lot I have to um, to to uh, watch videos I have to do a lot of things in order for me to talk about something and not sound like someone who's not who does not know what they're what they're doing so i'm challenging myself with this idea of of starting a new podcast and when when you challenge yourself is it's the only way that you can grow in a way that's beneficial for you because we do have the idea of or we do have the fact that life challenges us every single day um with all aspects of life we can it can be like losing someone it could be like a bad relationship it could be studies it could be work it could be something that you've never never um thought it would it was going to happen to you but just life throws it at you and you don't know how to react to it so i feel like giving yourself a challenge from time to time it, it it's like practicing let's say you you have a boxing match you 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 do martial arts or you do boxing or you do whatever and before you fight your opponent you have to have what we call in boxing sparring you have to go willingly and just like spar with other people which is like a mock um, a mock boxing match and and, and and it's not that easy to spar with people because you might get hurt you might you might um uh you might get punched in the face and this podcast for me is just me challenging myself before life throws something at me maybe in the future i might have to just like lecture i might have to give present more and more presentations so the idea of starting a new podcast and talking about something for an hour or so is just me challenging myself me trying to enhance the ability for the, uh, my abilities to speak and to think critically and to come up with things uh, on the fly and yeah, and I'm bound to 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 make mistakes. I'm not saying that I'm going to be perfect, which is like the real real concept of this um, of this podcast. I'm not going to per- be perfect. I am going to make mistakes, and the way I'm doing it right now is a mistake for a lot of people who are really advanced in the idea of podcasting. But I'm I am willing to to make myself look like a fool, and I think it was um, it was either it was Nietzsche. I think it was the philosopher Nietzsche who said that only the fool who can become a champion because I, I think it's either Nietzsche or Dostoevsky, but I'm, I'm, it's one of them. And it's really an interesting idea because when you give yourself the permission to to look stupid at something that you're just starting, you also give yourself the permission to be a champion or something someone who really knows what they're doing because when you're a fool at something right now you're also someone who's trying to be better and yes the the two things exist um the the two things exist at the same time the idea of yes i am a fool i am stupid who doesn't know what they're doing but also i am someone who's trying and who's um learning uh, during this 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 experience so that's the first reason why i wanted to start a podcast especially this one especially in english evening where just most of the times it's just me talking about something interesting uh, and hopefully it resonates with people and the second thing is is why i decided for it to be in english Um, i know that most of my audience is moroccan i am moroccan and and the idea of starting an English podcast is, first of all, um, English is um, the best way for me to um, to to talk or to explain myself or to express my thoughts. Because most of the things that I do, most of the content that I create, and most of the content that I consume is in English. And I I came to a level where my internal dialogue or my internal monologue dialogue well sometimes it is dialogue sometimes you talk to different versions of yourself especially if you're a writer you tend to talk to other characters etc but my internal monologue the way i st- i talk to myself is mostly in english 
the way I think is mostly in English, especially if I'm thinking about something that's intellectual, something that's interesting, something, an idea that I want to discuss, I tend to think about it in English. So it's going to be much, much easier for me to speak in English than than uh, than Darija. And the second thing is, is I would like to give the ability for people who also want to practice English, especially the people who want to practice their listening in English, to have this podcast as as their way of training their uh, brain to consume English content. So perhaps you're not here for whatever I'm talking about, but you're just here for um, for enhancing your English level, which is also a good thing. Um, you need to have a, a good um, level of English these days, and I think more and more people are aware of that. Um, globalization and the uh, international trading and all of those things it's just English now is really really demanded especially if you want to leave Morocco or if you want to have some kind of an international um, aspect to whatever that you do you need to have like at least at least an intermediate uh, level of English so hopefully hopefully this uh, me rambling about something in English could just um, help you with your own and pr- possibly motivate you to just like keep trying to uh, better yourself at, at, at the language. And third reason and last reason why I started this podcast is just the simple idea of me and my love for... It's kind of a selfish love because... <laughs> Here I am alone talking without someone interrupting me about whatever I want to talk about. And it seems unfair, but it's just my love for creating content and my love for just sharing information and discussing complicated, oh, at least what I would assume as um, a, an interesting topic in a complicated manner. Because again, when I talk about something for for 20 minutes or so, it I'm bound to challenge myself. Like right now, I don't know what I'm going to to talk about next. And I'm just challenging myself to think on the spot and uh, and possibly sharing an interesting idea and spreading an interesting information that could benefit others. So when I talk about starting something new, perhaps someone else will be motivated to start something new and they will see me as an example or whatever that means or just like see someone who's just as normal as they are someone who's just like comes from um unprivileged background if you might say and just doing what they love and i that energy really really helps others because the reason why i'm starting this is because i saw people doing what they love and i saw how enthusiastic and how um how much zeal they have in life when you really do what you want and I would never, ever, ever um, jeopardize my mental health or my physical health to do something that I don't love. And I really, really love the idea of creating content. I really love the idea of just like um, reading a book and want to talk about it with others. We do this with my friends. And I thought, why not just like ramble about it in, in, in a podcast and hopefully some other people will be motivated to do the same or learn something new or practice their English or whatever. And as I said, it's just, it, it leaves ground for doing something interesting and it's all, it also leaves ground for making mistakes. And I, the best way to learn something is to actually make a mistake in it. And yeah, and I don't want to... I don't want to miss out on something that I wanted to do just because I was afraid or I was not sure whether it will work or not. I, I I would never, I, when I think about myself like 80 years old and when I think about um, myself when I'm older, it will, it would be very, very haunting to, to look at myself in the mirror and say, and say that, and ask myself with like rage in my eyes why didn't you do that why didn't you do
do what you knew a hundred percent that you, that it was for you because at, at one point I'm sure there are a lot of people who are lost I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't know what they do who don't know what to do or what they're doing but at a certain point of your life an idea comes that just will will haunt you for the rest of your life unless you really act on it and if you don't do it if you don't act on that idea I, I you will first of all you will miss out on an experience and we only have 80 years to live and if you miss out on an interesting experience it's just that's an experience that you will never have again that's that's like a, a five years of your life that you could have learned a lot of things and you missed out on that because you were afraid of something you missed out on that because you didn't trust in yourself that much because you were um, like me, you're trying to make things as perfect as, as possible. And it's not, it's not a reason. And it's not a reason to really miss out on, on an experience and not to pull through and not to do what you really want to do. So I don't want to grow up and look at myself in the mirror and say, why didn't you start the podcast? Even though you knew a hundred percent that you really, really wanted to do a podcast. And yeah, I, I really wanted to, 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 to just like stop myself and say that okay you you should you should do that you should even though you're going to make a mistake even though you're going to look like a fool there's no excuse for not starting and yeah that's that's why I'm starting and I'd like to go over the 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 like the concept of an English evening so now we talked about the concept of starting something new and what's going to come next is what I would like to call like a book of the week so in each episode of of an English evening you'll have like the main podcast the main theme where we will discuss something and then you'll have uh, a book where we I will try to discuss a book that I'm reading that I found interesting and or give you like a book recommendation and at the end uh we will do like a q a i already have some questions from some people on instagram some advice and questions so we would go over um we will go over that too so the book of the week today is a book that i'm reading right now um a friend of mine lent me this one um he's a, a colleague of mine too it's called would you kill the fat man and it has nothing to do with like a fat man per se but it's it's the trolley problem and what your answer tells us about right and wrong so this book is more of like an introduction to the philosophy of morality the philosophy of right and wrong and it works around that philosophy within the concept of the trolley problem so if you don't know what the trolley problem is um a trolley is like a like a like a, a train inside the city it's like a tram and a, a, the trolley problem is imagine that you're on the street and you, um the trolley is coming down the street and there are two ways uh, that the trolley is going to go there are two tracks that the trolley can take on one track there are five people who are strapped into the track and if the trolley hits them um, they're all going to die and that's the main track that the, the, the trolley is taking it's taking that way and it's going to kill those five people but there's also like the side track the other track that the trolley could take and you only have um, a fat man there and you have the you can see like that thing that stick that they turn and the trolley and the train can take the other track and the question is is it permissible is it right or wrong to turn the track or to turn the direction of the train so that could hit the fat man it, it will stop the train and you'll have to save and you will eventually save those five people so the question is do you have the right or is it morally right to kill one person in order to save like five 
So this is like the the main idea or the main concept of 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 the trolley problem or and the main concept that David Edmonds discusses in Would You Kill the Fat Man? And it's really really interesting book. And it's as I said, it's not as as deep as like other philosophers have went into the ideas of morality and right and wrong, um, like Nietzsche, for example. But it it is really a nice introduction to 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 that philosophy, and it gives like a lot of other examples. So it's it's the basic of like the doctrine of double effect, the DDE, and the doctrine of double effect says that if you uh, if doing something morally good has a morally bad side effect, it's ethically okay to do it, providing the bad side effect wasn't intended and here comes the idea of of intention did you actually intend to save those five people or did you actually intend to kill that um that man and intention is really really complicated work because if you intend to kill um that fat if you intend to kill to save those five people then your actions will eventually kill that um that that fat man so and it's really really uh an interesting um an interesting concept of dealing with those things and it gives really an, an a few examples where you you find yourself like what would i do if there was if i were in that in that problem and one of those things that they um that the author gave as an example is the first thing is the the ticking bomb scenario and torture. Let's just say that you you work with the police or you're a pro, or you're an investigator and suddenly you receive a call from uh, someone and he says that there's a bomb in like a train or a or an airport and it's going to kill a lot of people and by chance or by luck you find the terrorist who's planning to kill all those people who planted the bomb and he will never tell you um, where the bomb is unless you actually torture that person now is it morally right or is it morally wrong to torture that person for some information and there are a lot of um, a lot of ways to look at this uh, based on the book some people say that well the scenario itself is unlikely so there's no need to bother ourselves with it so let's not just let's not think about it because the scenario itself is really unlikely and there are some uh, uh absolutists who say that there is no excuse for torture whatsoever that there's no and there's a nice quote they said if you let the window open the air of the medieval times will fill the room that means if you let an excuse to torture a man then that that clear-cut separation between no and yes is no longer there now you have situations when can we torture someone is it okay to torture someone if he kills uh, if he puts the five people at risk is it okay to kill someone if he puts 10 people at risk like where's the exactly like the the line between uh, the line of when can you torture someone and when not so there are some other people who are absolutists who say that no the line is there no torture no one deserves that no matter what they do they should go to jail they should like face the penal system as it is but torture is not us we're past we're past the medieval times we're past the idea of torture and there are some other people who say that if the outcome of torturing uh, that terrorist could save a lot of people then it is permissible to torture him that means if the consequences of not torturing that person are very very uh dire and bad then it's okay to torture that person for for information and there are some other people who come after that one and say well what if he gives you bad information what if the idea of just torturing him could just um, produce like false information then you torture the man and you didn't actually save the people and the bomb goes off and you're dead and there's another concept that I've found uh, not as much interesting and some other people say that 
even the idea of torture should not be discussed. That and they use like a philosopher saying that uh, a society is defined but what is undiscussable in it. That means there are things in society that should never be questioned. And on a personal level, I don't think that's um, that's a good way to look at it because at one point in time in history, the idea of slavery was unquestionable. The idea of having people who are free and uh, especially like let's take African Americans for example, there were there were times in America I believe where the idea of telling black telling white people that black people are just the same as them it was undiscussable and if we hadn't discussed that idea if we didn't actually talk about it then we wouldn't be at the level in in which we are right now so in my opinion there's nothing that's undiscussable there's nothing that we should like be afraid to talk about and um i i always believe that yes we should talk about everything especially like the really really difficult things that people are afraid to talk about because only if we talk about them are we able to first of all not be afraid of them and second of all if they cause us a problem then talking about them having the different perspectives on them having like some kind of a healthy dialogue or healthy debate um, about those things is what's going to is what's going to produce some kind of a solution if we are ever to find some kind of a solution for those things. So yeah, that, that idea of not having something that's not discussable, it's something that, that, I'm, that I find really, really difficult to accept. Uh, another scenario that the book talks about is the scenario of like, and this really happened, um, I think it, it happened in Germany. A, a son of a, rare, a very, very rich man was kidnapped and they the police received like a like a note saying that if you ever want to see this kid again just like bring me all this money and whatever and they actually found through some kind of an investigation they found the kidnapper and at first he just like he would not give them the information um of of the kid's whereabouts he did not give he would not give them the information of where he is whether he's alive or not and again um, they threatened him with torture and it w there was a, a huge backlash uh, in society that first of all they said that only because the kid was a son of a rich very um, rich and respected person in the in the area country whatever that the police d went that far as to uh, ask for permission to torture that person that's the first thing. And the second argument was that, again, the, the, the absolutist argument that there's no reason whatsoever, uh, there's no reason to torture that person. Like, there's no excuse for torture. So there, was, there were those two, two arguments. And at the end, um, the man finally gave in, the kidnapper finally gave in, and he told them that the kid is actually dead, uh, and you'll find him in, some, in, in the river somewhere. And again, the, the, the backlash, they said that if you torture that person and the kid is already dead, then the kid is dead and you tortured and you uh, infringed a person's human rights. So, but the police commissioner at that time, he said something interesting. He said all the, all, um, whatever that, uh, he said that, the people just kept saying what's wrong and what's right, but no one, um, no one said what what they would do if they were in my place. And it it is a difficult place to be in. Like, imagine you have a kid's life at jeopardy, and the person who's jeopardizing the kid's life is right there next to you, and you have this means of torture that might give you. Um, information to save the kid's life but first of all you don't know whether the kid's life is there whether the kid is alive or not and you infringe a human and, and, and you put a, a human rights into jeopardy as well so yeah it is a tough it is a very very tough situation to be and we we find ourselves in these situations all the time and that's why I said again that's why reading it, for me at least is really important and the last example that I will give you about the book 
is my favorite example so far, which is the um, it's it, it's taken from the brothers the brothers Karamazov and the brothers Karamazov. There is there is a scene where Ivan, who's an atheist, is talking to his brother, who's a very very uh, religious person who's trying to become a priest, and he's discussing the existence of God, and they're discussing the existence of God, and Ivan the atheist tells. Uh, Alyosha, the guy who's trying to become a priest, he says that if I give you the chance to create a perfect world, a world of like happiness and and joy, but in order for you to create that perfect world, you have to torture and kill a young uh, girl. And they were here talking about an event that actually happened in Russia uh, where two parents... Um, they were fed up with their girl, little girls crying because she was asking for water at night. And what they did is that they, um, they left her out in the cold and she died um, by the morning. And she didn't survive. And El- Dostoevsky read that in the paper and he included that in the, in, in, in the Brothers Karamazov. And when Ivan said that to Alyosha, Alyosha did not answer him because he put him again in this the doctrine of double effect. Would you jeopardize someone's life for the benefit of all others? And yeah, it's something that's really, really hard to find an answer for. So yeah, if you would really want to check out an interesting book, uh, David Edmonds, I'm still reading it, by the way. Um, I'm on page maybe uh, I'm around page 70 so all those things that I've talked about and I'm still just around page 70 so as I said it's a really good introduction to the to the philosophy of of right and wrong and and the idea of morality so yes uh, let's move on now to questions Uh, Q&A is an advice I've asked people on my Instagram to um, if they have anything that they would like me to uh, give them advice on or if they have a question so first question is do you need to study creative writing to be a writer um, from my um, experience if you deem me as good I would say uh, no but here there are two th- there are two to three things that we should talk about is the idea of study like what do we mean by study and what do we mean by creative and what do we mean by a writer like those th- those are the things that uh, caught my uh, my attention when I read the question like what do you mean study creative writing is, is it let's just like going through workshops and just uh, going through classes or just watching videos whatever and there's also the question of whether can you study creativity? I mean, uh, creativity seems—it um, seems—it seems more of a characteristic, a human characteristic that you have, and it's—we uh, don't know what creativity is, or at least I don't know what creativity is to tell you that you can study it or not. I mean, I don't know what what does it mean to how can you study creativity when creativity is is so so complicated in itself, like creative people. And I'm not putting myself in that, or at least not into the level in which I deem, like in which I really say that that's creative. Um, I don't, um, I, I don't think I am. But um, the idea of creativity is really, really difficult to to understand. All right, I'm um, sorry about that. I had to cut. There was some noise around the house, and it was really uh, bothersome. So I had to ask them ever so politely to to stop. I wasn't polite. Anyways, um, as I was saying, the idea of studying creative writing is it, it it's problematic to me because I, I I can't say that we have the ability to teach creativity because first of all, it's really really difficult to know what creativity is and how to distinguish a creative person from an, a non-creative person, which is also another debate: uh, is creative creativity something that's um, that's for all or are just some people are just lucky to be creative more creative than others and there there is there is some literature that says that um, creativity is not for everyone there are some people who are more creative than others that's why you have um, 
uh, talented artists and not so much not so talented artists but um the the idea of studying creative writing to me seems um seems questionable but you can learn how to write you can learn some tricks to help you writing and th those things will definitely definitely help help you become a better writer and the the easy answer for this is is no. You don't need to study in some kind of a formal way creative writing to be a writer. All you need to do to become a writer, especially if you have that ability or if you have that interest, is just to sit down and actually do the writing. That's the only way you... you that's the only place when you're a writer and that's the only way where you can be a writer because a writer is just someone who sits down and writes. Um, that's that's the definition like you can't just sit down and just like be interested in writing and tell people that you're a writer no um that's not how it goes to become a writer you have to just sit down and sweat just as much as the other writers do and just to write all the nonsense out and so that you might find something interesting that you might be proud of so no but you can enhance your creative creativity i think by um reading other people's creativity or reading other people's works that's a way of showing you what's good and what's bad and you can do all those things to just like enhance your um your writing skills so yeah as long as you're writing at least to me y you are a writer whether you're a good writer or a bad writer it doesn't really matter as long as you you're writing and if you write and write and write and at, at one point you'll you'll stumble and you'll write something good yeah um second question was best advice to give to the students who will start their masters this year oh that's uh that's quite interesting um don't do what i did which is doing everything every assignment in the last minute that's it just it, it it adds so so much unnecessary stress to your life so manage your time well and especially 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 with your assignments because your masters is just it's all about assignments the the, the lectures that you have inside they're not as much as demanding as the assignments are especially if you do like a uh, a research leaning type of 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 masters so when you're ha when you have to write papers be consistent with your reading uh be up to date with your assignments don't let things um i know i'm saying this and 100 percent, some of you will just do what i did and say well you did it and you graduated but um it just it added so much stress um uh, unnecessary stress that with just a little bit of time management i could have avoided easily so that's the first thing don't do um what i did and don't leave your assignments until the last minute and the second thing is uh, that i would want you to do is just show up and show interest especially if you want to pursue a doctorate especially if you're doing something that you like is just show up and show that you're interested in what you're doing even though there there would be some things that might seem as boring but just show up and try to find something interesting in them and um that would that would definitely help you first of all uh because when you sh show interest in something you're more likely to be actually interested in it and that would help you make a good impression with with uh with your, your classmates and your professors so that's always showing up and showing interest is it it goes a long way, especially if you would like to continue your studies after your MA. People will understand that you're serious. People will understand that that's not just some guy who, or girl who just coming in to have a degree and go. No, they're actually interested in this. So, if you will, if you ever need anything, they will tell you to just like email us, come by. We would like to help because there are there are a lot of professors even though there are some really bad ones but there are a lot of professors that all you need to do is just show that you're interested and they they could really um they could really help you and that help could go um could go a long way so yeah and um 
the last thing and the last question is actually advice advice for a 16 year old um if you're just listening to this i'm actually squinting while looking at the the at the monitor because it's a little too far away so advice for a 16 year old hmm um what kind of advice would i give to a 16 year old i actually have a brother who's roughly around the same age but um the best ad advice that i can give you is just don't be too arrogant and i don't mean like arrogant in the sense that you're think you're better than others but in the sense that you think you know things um i i i i fell into that trap when i was um when i was around that age and roughly younger um i used to think that well there there aren't a lot of things that are interesting in the world and because first of all i was only 15 16 so i didn't really experience much of the world and it's it, it was the utmost level of arrogance to say that there not, there's nothing that's interesting about the world or there's nothing that's interesting about studying or whatever because i was just i was just someone who's just starting in life 15 16 it's just it's still young so you don't have much experience in life to begin with so that's the first thing i wouldn't go around i wouldn't go around acting like i know things or I wouldn't go around being as arrogant not to ask for advice not to so that that's what i like about this person who sent this um question is that they know that they need advice is that they know that a piece of advice can go a long way so that's the first thing never be too arrogant to think that you're better than others or that you you think you know everything so n never and the second thing is once you realize that you don't know everything you have now the opportunity to um, to learn as many things as possible. So most sixteen years old, sixteen year olds, most fifteen year olds, they haven't found um, quote unquote their calling yet. They haven't found something that they're really interested in. Um, some of them did, which is very very interesting, and I I, I consider those as lucky people. And but most of sixteen up to 25 sometimes until 30 some people are just lost and they don't know what to do and for that i was just like just experience as many things as possible because how can you find something that you're interested in and you haven't tried as many things as possible it's it it doesn't seem um it doesn't make any sense how can you you, you are do you just expect a dream or an interest or a hobby or a, a good book or whatever to just you would stumble upon it where you're just like sitting at home um it's highly unlikely so the the second advice that i would give you which is like really really i wish i wish i experienced more when i was a teenager because i was really in just like that in my bubble and I don't want to blame like where I grew up. I don't want to blame my circumstances. That's that that was no excuse. But I I wish I I I experienced many things as possible because only through experiencing as many things as possible that you might be lucky enough to find one thing that you go oh this seems interesting. Let me just look around this and possibly you find it interesting and you make a career out of it and possibly not i i remember i read one english book and i thought that there's something that's interesting in this book and next thing you know i'm writing books myself and i'm basing my life around this intellectual realm if you might say it that way but hadn't i experienced hadn't i been curious enough to just like pick up a book and read it for the love of just like trying a new thing hadn't i done that i don't think i would be here right now so you don't know what your life would be if you try something new so never be afraid of trying new things never be afraid of experiencing life you're just 16 you still have a lot of things to do and if you mess up that's okay because guess what you're only 16 you're only 20 i mean there's a lot of you have a lot hopefully you'll have a long life to live and if there's any time to make a mistake, if there's any time to try new things, it will be right now. And the more you do of those things, the, the better. So...
yeah, try new things and don't be arrogant. And the second thing is just don't forget to have fun. Because I see these, I see these kids who are really, really, um, who are, I wouldn't say too serious because, but who do seem like they're too serious. And I can't help but wonder if, if they're missing out on, on fun, because fun is a really, really huge part of being a teenager and being a kid. And if, if, if you don't socialize well, if you don't have fun, if you don't make like friendships, uh, or at least one or two good friendships, then, then you, you really are missing out and, and you don't want to miss out on something as beautiful as friendships. And granted, you might be afraid that friendships might come and go, but, um, friendships are just the same as interests. They, they come and go, but you'll always learn something from those things. So don't be afraid to be stupid, do, um, do controlled, reckless things, as I would call them. Um, challenge yourself, challenge your physique. Um, at 16 was around the time that I started working out and I started being interested in, in, uh, uh, in sports and that helped me in, I think it, it was, it was the most important thing that I've ever did besides, um, besides being interested in reading and writing and all those, all those things, the most imp- important thing that I've ever did is became interested in, 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 uh, in, uh, boxing and in, uh, in bodybuilding and fitness. It, it changed my life so radically that it's almost unrecognizable. Physically, I'm unrecognizable because I was very, very, um, skinny when I was young, when I was 14, 13, uh, all the way up to 16, I was, I was really, really skinny. And I did get used to, uh, I did used to get bullied for that because first of all, I had a big mouth and second of all, I was very skinny. So those things didn't really, didn't really help me. Uh, so, but, uh, at, at around 16 was, I was when I realized that, yeah, I have, I need to, I need to, first of all, I need to look better because, uh, I was not, uh, something good to look at physically speaking, but, um, it also helped me in, 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 uh, in controlling my, uh, impulses. It helped me ground, it grounded me mentally speaking to the level that if now, if I go out like a week or two without going to the gym, I would be mentally, um, in a very, very bad place. So yeah, that's, that would be, that would actually be my third and most important advice is 16 is like a perfect time to start thinking about your physical health because your hormones are really, really peaking right now. So if you start, for example, doing fitness or bodybuilding at at this, at this time, it could go a long way and it could really, really help you. First of all, look, good if you're skinny if you're fat it will help you like maintain a healthy body and trust me uh, i know most of people most people know this when you have a healthy body excuse me everything around your life becomes much much better your mental health is better your relationship with others are better your your sleep is better you performing your performance in in whether you you're you're working or in school it becomes better so working out goes goes a long way. I, I, I don't imagine myself not working out, not doing some kind of, of, of sports. And yeah, once you start, especially if you don't like going to the gym or whatever, just do anything. But once you start, once you start noticing like, like progress in terms of your skills, if you're doing like martial arts or you're training some kind of a sport, or once you start realizing that, oh, look, I'm, I'm losing fat or I'm gaining muscle. Once you start seeing that progress and, and, and it really hits you, then, then there's no way back. You realize that, that yes, fitness is important. So that would be my last advice. So I think uh, we're around almost one hour right now. Oh, look, 
that's quite a milestone. Um, all right, so that was the first ever episode of An English Evening. Um, thank you guys who submitted their questions. Uh, I hope this was of interest to you, and uh, I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.